if you love your sugary drinks, maybe you're a big juice person, add more water. Try to reduce sugar as in it per ounce. Dilute your sugary drinks with more water or more ice. Obviously, if you're putting in ice, let it melt. This will also help you consume a little bit more water. Welcome to the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast with leading DIY lifestyle blogger, Anna Fulmer, where women are inspired with authentic stories and practical strategies to reclaim their hearts and homes by empowering transformation, one imperfect day at a time. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast. I am your host, Anna Fulmer. Today, we are chatting all about water. One, why is water essential to living well? Why do we need to drink water? Two, how much water should we be drinking every day? Is there a formula? The answer is yes, there is a very simple formula that we can use to determine our personalized water goals. And three, most importantly, we are going to chat 11 tips to help you hit your daily water goal. So first of all, let's talk about why. Why is drinking water essential to living well? Well, when you consider the fact that God designed 60% of the human body to be weight of water, you can imagine it has quite a few roles to play in our day-to-day lives. These roles include regulating body temperature, like sweating. Have you ever thought about that? Sweating is actually a means of our body regulating temperature, which is really, really important. Aiding in cognitive function, that would be like concentrating. So to be completely honest, I think there's a lot of kids. One of the reasons that they struggle to concentrate or even have headaches is probably that they're not drinking enough water. You think about our teens or even our children are probably not drinking enough water, not to mention adults. Maintaining bowel and bladder function, transporting oxygen and nutrients to the cells. That is hydration, like blood volume specifically excreting waste through perspiration, defecation, and urination. (laughs) Not something you thought you'd be hearing on a podcast. Lubricating joints, on and on it goes. The reality is water plays such an essential role in our day-to-day physiological function in our bodies. And there's a lot of common complaints that I think are probably simply due to dehydration. We do not drink enough water. One of the things that I want to point out is coffee does not count as water. Tea does not count as water. Caffeinated beverages do not count as water. We are talking non-sugary, non-caffeinated water. We will jump into several ways to drink more water that are not just simply water. But I want to be very clear that those types of beverages, they don't count. They don't count. Number two, how much water? How do we know how much water our body needs every day? So we've talked about the fact that water plays a vital role in our body's composition, but how much is enough? Well, again, when you understand that 60% of our body weight is comprised of water, it makes sense that one of the most common recommendations is that you want to consume half of your body weight which is pounds in ounces daily. Okay. Anna, what do you mean by that? Let's chat about that. So I weigh approximately 125 pounds, approximately. I don't own a scale. (laughs) I've chatted about this. Y'all know how I feel about scales. So I weigh anywhere between like 125, 130, depending on what my annual 
wellness visit says. So 125 pounds, I should be striving to drink approximately half of that in ounces daily, which is approximately 63 ounces of water every day. So take your body weight. If you are a male, you weigh say 180 pounds, you are looking to consume approximately 90 ounces of water a day. All right. So you do the math, figure it out in your head, and then just think about it as you're listening or as you're watching. Think about the actual number of cups. Think about what you actually consume in a day. Try to break that down mentally, and you will probably be shocked how little water you're actually drinking. So knowing that most people are not drinking enough water, what are 11 easy ways? These are 11 tips that we're going to chat about to drink more water daily and hit your target goal. Tip number one, we all get tired of just drinking water. I know I do. So try naturally flavored infused water. What do I mean by that? Well, you can buy the little like squeezy bottles at the store. Just be careful with them. You guys know how I feel about artificial ingredients. Some of them are made of all natural sweeteners and flavors. Others are not. Please read your labels. Go for naturally flavored infused water. You can also make your own. There's little machines that you can buy. I never even knew this was a thing. And you can create your own naturally infused water. That would be like cutting up cucumbers and oranges, mint leaves, trying to think what else that you can put in. I mean, fruit, any type of fruit that you want to allow, like lemons and limes are great to slice up and just let them naturally infuse their flavor into the water. That is what I mean about naturally infused flavored water. There's also a link on the show notes today for some recipes for infused water if you want to try some of them. Tip number two, sip while you prep. (laughs) What I mean by that is this. Be intentional about having a water bottle on hand while prepping. So we all often have some sort of uh, rhythm in our day, some sort of moment in our day where is a pretty consistent routine. When I say prep, I'm specifically talking about something like dinner. Maybe lunch is more routine for you than dinner. For me, I have gotten in the habit of drinking one seltzer water every evening that while I'm prepping dinner. I have the seltzer water on hand and my goal is to drink one of them while I am prepping dinner. And then I drink something else at dinner. So sip while you prep, whatever it is that you, you know, any routine that you have on a regular basis, whether you're prepping breakfast, even lunch, dinner, whatever, try to incorporate sipping while you prep. Number three, invest in a heavy duty water bottle. Okay. You're more likely to drink enough water when you only have to refill your water bottle once instead of four times. There are lots of heavy-duty water bottles. I carry around a 32-ounce. So this is mine. Uh, this is a Camelback water bottle. They last forever. You can you know, drop them off a cliff, ride your bike over it, whatever. I think I've literally driven my van over this by accident. So this is a 32-ounce. This is just the right size for me. I don't like the super massive ones. 
but 32 ounces is a good place for me to start. Remember, I need to consume 63 ounces a day. This is about half of my intake. So I try to have at least one of these in a day and then I make up the rest in other ways. All right, you ready for this? There are also 64 ounce water bottles. They could also function as a weapon should the need arise. And I'm going to show you Zach's. For those of you watching, here is Zach's. Yes, it is bigger than my head. This is a 64-ounce stainless steel water bottle from Iron Flask. You can get these on Amazon. I have linked it in the show notes on my blog at hammersandhugs.com. This thing is massive. I genuinely get concerned when my kids pick this up to drink out of it because it could break a toe if dropped. This is also really random. I'm just noticing on the strap of it, there's a compass. What in the world? Y'all see this? Look at that. There's a compass on the strap. Well, <laughs> anyway, I don't know why you would hike with this because it like weighs almost as much as I do. But apparently, if you go hiking with this and you get lost, there is a compass built into the strap. Also functions as a weapon. So it's really a multi-purpose water bottle here. All right. If you really want to go big or go home, I kid you not, there is also 84-ounce water bottles. They could definitely kill a man. Could probably also function as a torpedo. (laughs) Truly, there's 84-ounce water bottles. Listen, whatever you need to do, maybe you get that 84-ounce water bottle and it just sits on your desk. You know, and you can just like lean over and sip out of it. You don't even have to lift it up or lift it up and get a workout, a bicep workout in. Anyway, these are all linked on the show notes. The point is this. Get a water bottle that limits how much you have to fill it up, especially Zach's a teacher. So getting a big water bottle is beneficial for him because he doesn't have to fill it up as much. Get a big water bottle. That is the point. Watch your toes if you get the big ones. Number four, dilute all sugary drinks with more water or ice. Okay. Y'all know how I feel about soda. If you don't know how I feel about soda, we're going to talk about it in the next tip. But the point is this. If you love your sugary drinks, you drink orange juice in the morning or apple juice. Maybe you're a big juice person. Dilute it. Add more water. Try to reduce just how much sugar is actually in it per ounce and dilute your sugary drinks with more water or more ice. And then... Obviously, if you're putting in ice, let it melt. This will also help you consume a little bit more water. But let's go on to tip number five. Number five, replace soda with seltzer water. My clients hear me say this on repeat, that soda is a no. It has to go. If there's one thing we could eliminate from our diets and see significant improvement in our overall wellness, it is soda. Hear me when I say not just regular soda, also diet soda. Why, you might ask, this is another podcast for another time, but suffice it to say this, artificial sweeteners are even sweeter more often than not than sugar, than natural sugar. We are training our minds and our brains and our taste palates, taste buds to demand sweeter. Artificial sweeteners are not inherently better. Diet soda needs to go. Regular soda needs to go. This was a massive change in our household. This takes work. It takes intentionality. Zach and I, we were never big soda drinkers. We both grew up in homes where soda was consumed frequently, but we did really like 
the zero calorie sugary drinks. I'm blanking on what they're called. We used to get them at Costco. So sweet. You guys, we can't even drink them anymore because they are so sweet. We transitioned to seltzer waters, flavored seltzer waters. And I hated them for years. Friends can testify. (laughs) It took me so long. They tasted gross to me because I had been so used to drinking sweet drinks, even though they weren't sugary drinks, they were zero calorie, but those artificial sweeteners had made my need for sweet so much greater. I worked at it. Understand just because I'm a fitness and nutrition coach does not mean that I just was born with these habits. I created them intentionally. Be intentional. I'm telling you soda has to go regular or diet. Find flavored seltzer waters on the blog post or the show notes at Hammers and Hugs. I also linked an article, the 11 best sparkling water brands, because y'all, they are not created equal. This is coming from somebody who had to really force herself to like seltzer water. Now it's like, oh, we drink. We love it here. LaCroix is personally our favorite. Limoncello, if we're going to be specific, also the key lime, but they're not all created equal. All right. Do yourself a favor. If you're trying to make this transition, don't go with the store brand, go with a better brand. They truly do taste better. So again, check that out in the show notes. The 11 best sparkling water brands. LaCroix, again, is our personal favorite. Hey, parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. Number six, stick to salty snacks, savory over sweet. Let me be clear here. I am not suggesting you should be reaching for a bag of triple salt pretzels. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's like, do you want a little bit of pretzel with your salt, (laughs) right? I'm not talking about finding the saltiest pretzels you can possibly find and justifying overindulging in salt. But the point is this, a savory snack is more likely to make you reach for a glass of water than a sweet one. So consider a small bag of beef jerky or maybe a handful of roasted almonds it will subconsciously make you reach for a glass of water before a sweet treat will. You have tried it all. Worried you will never lose the extra weight or reclaim the energy you once enjoyed? Want to achieve fat loss without spending hours in a gym or eliminating entire food groups from your diet? Well, now you can. In the virtual Faster Way to Fat Loss with Anna, my six-week fitness and nutrition program, You will learn how to pair effective 30-minute workouts with all-natural evidence-based nutritional strategies to leverage what you eat and when you eat to reset your metabolism and burn fat fast, even that stubborn belly fat. I am a dual-certified nurse practitioner passionate about teaching sustainable strategies to promote fat loss and prevent disease. I have cheered on thousands of clients who have done just that with the Faster Way program. In my six-week program, the average client currently sheds seven inches of body fat. 
93% report more energy and 89% state that their mental health has improved. 100% of clients report they feel this program is sustainable. Curious to try the program, but not sure if the strategies will work for you? Try the Faster Way strategies for free. Head to www.hammersandhugs.com and sign up for my free seven-day fat loss accelerator course today and start your own transformation story. All right. Number seven, keep a water bottle at the most visited places in your day. Again, we've mentioned the water bottles. Here's the other thing. They rarely require washing. This may gross some of you out, but the fact is if all you are putting in them is water, you do not need to wash them that frequently. Also, huge tip. I just thought of this right now. I always, always remove the straw. You may not be able to see this, those of you watching on YouTube, but I'm showing you my water bottle here. There's a straw that normally comes in these water bottles that is attached to the bite valve up here. I always remove them. And then I just drink out of the bite valve. It's still waterproof. But this eliminates a lot of need for washing as frequently. So, I mean, I rarely wash my water bottles. You really don't need to if all you're putting in them is water. So consider buying a water bottle like we talked about and keep it at the most visited places in your day. For example, if you're a reader at night, consider putting one on your nightstand and sip as you read in bed. Maybe on your dresser for when you get ready each morning, if you spend about 30 minutes each morning, hair, makeup, whatever it might be, consider putting one on your dresser for the morning. Maybe it's at your desk at work. Make it your goal to empty a water bottle every workday, especially if you've got the torpedo version that is the 84-ounce flask. Maybe keep one in your purse. This would be a slightly smaller water bottle. But again, the point is try to keep one at a place that you are most likely to reach for it. Car. Your car is a huge one. Consider keeping a water bottle in your car. Especially if you have a commute, if you have a significant commute, keep one in your car and make it your goal to empty it before you get to work. I do recommend whichever one that you choose, be consistent. Be consistent with it. So for example, my seltzer water while I'm prepping for dinner, I'm consistent with that. I finish one seltzer water pretty much every night while prepping for dinner. If you've got that commute, be really intentional about sipping the water every time that you commute to work and make it your goal to finish it. Be consistent. Be consistent. Start to get in the habit of just drinking it at whatever place or time you've established. Tip number eight, reuse your coffee travel mug for water. Zach used to do this for many years until he got (laughs) the uh, weapon of a water bottle that I just showed you, complete with compass in the strap in case anybody needs such a thing. I don't know who needs that, but maybe you do. Reuse your coffee travel mug for water. So Zach would have that Yeti water bottle. He travels. He's a teacher. So five days a week, he's traveling to work. And he always filled up his Yeti water bottle or coffee mug, I should say, with coffee first. And then he would fill it with water once he got to work. 
This is also a great idea if this is an easy or simpler way for you to reduce the number of water bottles that you have to drag around with you. If you're like me at my desk, I often end up having three drinks of some sort at all times, a seltzer water, my protein shake, and my water bottle. Maybe you don't have the luxury of carrying 5 million drinks with you and you just want to reuse your coffee travel mug. That is a great way to get more water and reduce the number of things you have to carry with you. Tip number nine, drink one full glass of water before every workout. In full disclosure, I am really bad at this. Really bad at this. Let's be honest. If this tip said drink three cups of coffee before every workout, I would be a model citizen. It's really terrible. Do as I say, not as I do. You'll often see me sipping coffee during my workouts. (laughs) Not water. Actually, I'm usually sipping both. But the point is this. Zach is pretty intentional about this. At least this is what he told me. He does not usually work out until he's finished at least one full water bottle. He also has his pre-workout drink that also includes a lot of water. So there's again, another easy tip for you. Be intentional about one water bottle or one eight ounce glass before every workout. Or you could also say after your workout. Consistency is key here, people. If you haven't gotten that yet, whatever you decide to do, pick it and stick with it so that you are getting that water. All right. Here's something a lot of people don't think about. Tip number 10 consume more water-saturated fruits and vegetables. Now, let me again be very clear. You still want to stay within your recommended gram goals in a day or your macronutrients for my clients who are listening. I have another podcast coming on macronutrients if it isn't already produced yet, but we will talk about that. Counting calories versus tracking macros. But the point is this. I'm not suggesting you should just be chomping down on these all day long. Still pay attention to your overall gram goals. But let me give you some examples of what water-saturated fruits and vegetables may help you consume more water in a day. Lettuce is made up of 96% water. Celery, 95% water. Zucchini, 95% water. Cabbage, 92% water. Watermelon, 91% water. Cantaloupe, 90% water. Honeydew melon, 90% water. Now, obviously, some of these may be a little easier to consume raw than others. I personally think celery is the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted. I can't stand the texture and it tastes like dirt. (laughs) I would rather eat lettuce raw than celery. So listen to each their own. But the point is this, you can be more intentional about incorporating these particular fruits and vegetables into your diet, into your lunch, et cetera, in order to consume more water. All right. Last but not least, tip number 11. Add a large water cooler to your outdoor living space or back porch. Let me say that again. Add a large water cooler to your outdoor living space or back porch. This is one of the easiest ways to keep from getting dehydrated over the summer or if you live in a warmer weather state. I don't know about you, but I am 
so, so guilty of this. As soon as the weather warms up, we live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, cold weather state here. We've got, you know, half of the year we enjoy warm weather. But especially for those of you who live in warm weather states, remember how I mentioned that body temperature control or regulation is a huge element of water in our bodies. It's one of the reasons that our body is made up 60%, our body weight, 60% of water. When you perspire, you are losing water. It can happen by doing nothing. You can lose water simply by sitting in a chair in the sun because your body is regulating its temperature to that perfect 98.6 degrees. You are losing water. If you happen to take a walk in that sun, if you happen to do a workout that day, if you happen to garden, you are losing that much more water from your body on top of your resting requirements, meaning that body regulation, the body temperature regulation is happening even if you're doing nothing. I am very, very guilty of spending a lot of time outside as soon as it gets warmer and not consuming the extra water that I need to replace those daily requirements. Headaches. I am convinced headaches are one of the most frequent signs of dehydration. I have seen this personally. If I know for a fact that I did not consume enough water, especially in warmer weather over the summer, et cetera, it is very, very common that I can correlate a headache with lack of water or lack of hydration. I really, really believe that headaches are one of the most frequently reported symptoms of lack of water. So I want you to really think about that. If you frequently suffer from headaches, be very intentional about tracking your water intake. Do me a favor, start tracking it and see if you find a correlation. You might be surprised how simple the answer is. You may just need more water. Coffee, tea, soda does not count. Seltzer water does. So when you add a large water cooler, I'm talking about the kind that you might see at work, right? That are like the big ones with the big like plastic tub that sits on the top of it. You can also get reusable ones that you just fill up with water or distilled water jugs. You can get even a water fountain installed, especially if you are designing a house or you're doing an outdoor remodel. I will be doing this when we build our house. I'm going to actually install a water fountain in our outdoor living space in the back because I want to make it as easy as possible for myself and my kids to stay hydrated. So a cheaper way of doing that is getting one of those large water coolers and putting it on your back porch. Well, we've talked a lot about water. I've mentioned you know, my clients. If you are interested in learning even more ways, natural strategies to lose fat, live well, gain energy, feel stronger. I would love to have you join my next round of the Faster Rate of Fat Loss, where we not only chat water, we chat so many other strategies to live well and prevent disease and just create a sustainable lifestyle. I would love to have you. You can click on the link in the show notes. Water plays such an invaluable role in our day-to-day health. I hope you've calculated how many ounces of water you need each day. I challenge you to track it. Give yourself at least a week and see if you can establish new routines to get the amount of water that you need. Thank you so much 
for joining us. And here's to drinking more water. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast. It is my honor to be here with you. I am so grateful for each and every one of you. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to click the subscribe button below so you don't miss a show and leave a comment with your thoughts from today's episode below. If you are listening via your preferred podcasting platform, would you help keep us on the air by rating our show and leaving an honest review of your thoughts from today? In case you haven't heard it lately, your story matters and you are loved. This is your host, Anna Fulmer, and I will see you here next time on the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast.